0: Well good morning church, good to be with you again today and uh, we welcome you to the worship services of First Baptist Cookville, Tennessee. Glad you could join with us this morning. Uh, We're looking forward to an engaging time of worship. Looking forward to singing songs. We just invite you to sing in your home as a family or an individual, uh, to join in. And, and these songs, these songs are, are meant to praise God. God is truly worthy of our worship and praise this morning. So we're going to be singing here with all we've got. We'd ask you to join us in this time of worship. And also, uh, we're going to study God's Word this morning, looking forward to uh, turning to 1 Chronicles chapter 4 and Psalm 84. So those will be our text if you want to kind of prepare yourself and get turned there before the the sermon time. But uh, we're going to pray right now and uh, worship God together. So let's join our hearts and join with us in prayer this morning. Father, love you, and Lord, we are grateful for the privilege of worship We pray, God, that you would inhabit our praise, Lord. You would uh, be exalted by our praise this morning. Father, as we sing these songs, we sing them to you. As we study the text this morning, we ask that you would bring conviction to our heart, correction in our lives, Lord, and, and Lord, to help us be the men and women that you've called us to be, uh, to accomplish what you've called us to accomplish. Thank you, Lord, for loving us. Thank you for grace and mercy. And we praise you, Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen.
1: Amen. Good morning, church. Let me read to you from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 11 through
0: 13. It says,
1: So then remember that at one time you were Gentiles in the flesh. You were without Christ, excluded from the citizenship of Israel and foreigners to the covenants of promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. So this morning as we sing, we're going to start off with the power of the blood stand up stretch up out and let's sing it this morning would you be free from the burden of sin
2: this power In the blood of the Lamb
1: in the blood, and we're going to celebrate that this morning as we continue to sing uh, and just talk about the amazing grace that comes from Christ. So let's continue in worship this morning.
2: Amazing grace How sweet the sound That saved
1: amazing grace uh does release us from our shackles of sin from the from the change that that we have built around ourselves with the sins that we've committed Um, but you know the lord is is good to us he's good to us there'll be a day when we see him uh face to face forever and forever and what a day that will be uh, as that song sings about but as we continue on in worship this morning with this last song i want to i want to introduce it or not introduce it we've sung it before but uh to set a scripture to it as we as we sing Um, from Psalm 85.8. That was from your reading this past week. It says, I will listen to what God will say. Surely the Lord will declare peace to his people, his faithful ones, and not let them go back to foolish ways. You know, so often to know God's amazing grace, to know his power, we just have to listen to him. So as this next song, as we sing it, as you sing along at home, let the words just bathe your heart, to bathe your soul, to, to listen to the Lord as he speaks to us. Uh, And just follow him, what he says to do. Uh, And I think we'll be in a better place for it. It's called Speak, O Lord.
2: the heights of your plans for us. Truths unchanged from the dawn of time that will echo down through eternity. And by grace will
1: morning fathers that last line says speak O lord till your church is built and the earth is filled with your glory lord i think so many of us look at our current situation and wonder what the future of the church is lord since we're not able to meet to gather together under one roof um god it it worries us it gives us a a moment to pause and think what is it going to look like if if and when we get back together But God, the thing that we, I think we fail to see is that maybe the doors did close here for a while at the church building, but you opened a church in every home. Lord, as we've gathered together to sing together, to pray together uh, as families and to to listen to your word, Lord, to study your word, God, they're all small churches. Uh, Lord, we're just, we're one big church. Yes, as we gather together, but Lord, this morning and the previous Sundays and maybe some Sundays to come, God. It's a church there in our living rooms where we gather together, Lord, to speak with you, to worship you. So, God, this morning as, as we've gathered, as we're here, uh, Lord, to hear your word, uh, Lord, in the comfort of our own home, uh, God, that you would speak to our hearts. Speak to us where we're at, Lord. Touch us in a way that changes us. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: good morning. Good to be with you again. I invite you to turn with me to First Chronicles chapter 4. It is uh, truly a different time in uh, our gatherings for sure and uh, these are different days. I was um, speaking with a brother this week through, uh, through a messaging process and he and I, he's a pastor and we were corresponding back and forth he asked me what I was preaching on and I'll tell you this week was one of those weeks where there was so much to preach on and so many thoughts and late in the week before I collected all the thoughts and really understood exactly where God wanted me to to go this morning with the text but it was so clear how God brought it together and I'm grateful again as I stand before you that God's word is true and God's word doesn't return void, and God's word is uh, profitable for us this morning. And I have the privilege to preach His word to you in your homes, and and I am excited that I can do that. I'm excited for the the media that we have and the platforms that we have to be able to engage you where you are today through Facebook and YouTube and television and also on radio and just various forms that that we have that we can. Uh, do life together in this unique time. I was reminded, I wondered honestly I, I, if this was very effective. I, I've, I've questioned that in my heart. I know it's the most effective thing that we can do, but I, I miss gathering with people. Uh, a pastor loves to be with the people. Uh, we are the shepherds of the sheep, and and it's good to be with your sheep. Uh, a guy asked me, he said, I mean, I noticed in, in times past of your, your spending time uh, Preaching that it's been really hard for you to uh, to be without people, being a sanctuary without people, and and preach. And I've seen that on your heart. He said, "Explain to me what it's like. I, I'm just trying to figure that out." And I told him, I said, "He's a farmer." And he has cattle. And I said, well, it's like this. If if you woke up in the morning and your cows were all in Nebraska, you would know where they are. But uh, you went out and you fixed fence and you carried minerals and you fed hay. And then you got up the next day and you did it again. And the next day you did it again. No cows and not seeing any cows on the land. But getting all the stuff done that you need to do as a farmer uh one day you'd wake up and say what am i doing this for where where's where's all the cows and i said so really that's how it feels as a pastor to be in a, in a place this morning with uh, very few sheep and uh just not having the the body together but i understand that that we're doing better and and we're getting closer to a time when we can come back together that encourages me it encouraged me that we will be able to experience some time together in worship. And I want to talk a little bit at the end of the services today about that. But I want to, before we get into the message, I want to say that I was greatly encouraged this week. I had a couple of people reach out to me through various medias. And and uh, one person, Vicky, reached out to me early in the week. And I was able to contact Vicki and, and have a conversation with her and, and spend time on the phone with her. She watches by television, has for quite a long time and and uh vicky was at a place in her life where she just needed to nail some things down and she needed to rededicate her life to the lord and and point in the right direction i was so encouraged to be able to spend time with her in conversation and i uh, get an email later this week a follow-up of our conversation of what god was doing in her life i was so so excited had another guy i hadn't seen in five and a half years or so reach out to me and uh We talked for uh, quite a while, had an amazing conversation. At first didn't know where it was going, but shortly into the conversation realized what this was all about, and uh, he shared with me in that conversation that he needed Jesus in his life, and and he wanted to nail things down, and uh, we prayed together yesterday, and what an amazing time that was. So I know that God's Word never returns void, and through even various medias, we We still hear God's word. I'm praying for you today. I'm praying there will be many this week that say, you know what, I've not nailed that down. I'm not at a place in my life where I know that I know that I know that if I died today that I would spend eternity with Jesus. I want you to know that while we're preaching this morning, while while I'm sharing the message of God's word, if you feel the need to reach out, you need prayer, specific prayer. You can do that through Facebook if you're on Facebook. You can Facebook the church, message us that way. You can email us, or you can call our office number right now. There's people waiting to talk with you right now. If you've got a spiritual need, if you've got a prayer request, we would love to pray with you. We would love to journey through this time with you and meet you where you are. So I, I want to speak today and 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 preach God's word from the text of First Chronicles chapter four. Um, That that text just rose off the page again, as I read through this week, and Psalm 84, and I want to bring some connections to those two texts. If I were to use the phrase this morning, pains of the past, pains of the past, thinking about your life, and I said, there's been pain in the past. What kind of memory does that bring? up? I know it's not necessarily a good memory. We, we like to shove things in the closet and, and avoid certain topics in our life. But when I think about pains of the past, and I say that phrase, there are things that come into my mind. I believe there are things that come into your mind. So when we think about that, we, we experience painful times in our life. We know that. In fact, you may be experiencing a very painful time right now in the present. Today I want to look at a text that deals with the pains of the past but the present reality that we can all be embracing right now in our life. So I want to read from 1 Chronicles chapter 4 and and I want to say that just like many of you as you were reading through the word this week and if you're reading with us chronologically and going through the Bible this year, I, I would just about guarantee some of you skimmed. I, mean, I can hear you chuckling at home right now. You, you probably got to a bunch of these names, the son of the son of the son of the son of, and you just skimmed. I, I must admit I did too. I've read them. It's hard to pronounce all those names and, and you're reading through them. It's just kind of slow and, and painful. <laughs> and, but as I was skimming chapter four, I'm, de- I'm being honest before God this morning. As I was skimming chapter four. There was a verse of scripture that grasped my heart and it was, First Chronicles chapter 4 verse 9 so I'm going to read this text I'm going to ask the praise team that's here with me this morning to stand and if you want to stand at your home you're welcome to you're welcome to join us and stand as we read God's word hey I want to say one more thing about that you're at home right now and you're watching this I got some some messages last week some pictures that were sent to the church that were just exciting to me pictures of families worshiping in their homes to the time when, when they were tuned in. So I would ask you right now, if you would, maybe not right now because I'm fixing to read, but at some point in time during this message this morning... Snap a selfie of you and your family or you alone and if you would reach out to us on social media, tag us on that, send it to us, let us see you worshiping at home. And if you don't want to do it that way, email it to us at fbccookwell.org. We'd like to see you worshiping at home. It would really excite our staff to be able to see you worship and see when you did worship. So send that to us this week and uh, let's read together First Chronicles chapter 4 beginning in verse 9. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers and his mother named him Jabez saying because I bore him with pain now Jabez called on the God of Israel saying oh that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my border and that your hand might be with me and that you would keep me from harm that it may not pain me and God granted him what He requested, Father, we thank you for your love. we thank you, God, that we can reach out to you, we can call out to you, even as I am right now, and you hear us, Father, thank you for being a God who is is ready and willing to respond to to listen and to connect with us personally. God, no matter where we are in life, it doesn 't take a preacher to reach out to you, anybody can call out to your name. And you hear them. No matter what kind of pain we're having in our life, Father, we can call out to you and you hear us. You know us, Father, intimately. You designed us. You created us. You know every intricacy of our life. You love us and you long, as we sang a moment ago, to redeem us. So, Father, I pray that as we reach out to you this morning in our hearts and in our homes, God, that you would minister to us. You'd lead us, Father, to be all that you've called us to be. God, this text means a lot to my heart. I pray, God, as we, as we walk through this text this morning, God, that you would touch us, you would change us, you would transform us, you would, you would minister to us, you would do the work that only you can do in the hearts of all those, God, that are listening this morning. Your word will not return void. I'm so grateful for that. Move as only you can, Jesus. We pray this in your holy name. And all God's people said, Amen. All right, I got a couple points I'd like to make. I'd like to start with 1 Chronicles and connect it to Psalm chapter 84. Jabez had a strong desire for God. Jabez was wanting the presence of God. He was longing for that. Jabez was born with a name and came out of a situation and probably like all of us in life, had some pains. He was marked by pain. His mom named him pain. What a name. I mean, nobody would want that name. But Jabez recognized where he was in life and from where he came in life. Jabez cried out to God. He was more honorable than his brothers. We know very little about Jabez. That's all we know about Jabez. We also know very little, nothing really, other than the names of his brothers. But we know that Jabez cried out to God. He called out to God. And this made him very honorable. He was a a man who sought God. People look many places, many places in this life for the source of strength, the source of hope. They, They look for for things in life that can can help them, things that will make them feel fulfilled. In fact, we see Jesus talking to the woman at the well who was going to a, a watering hole every day to drink water, and he said, if you'll drink of me, you'll thirst no more. There is a source that we can all go to, and we find ourselves drifting to sources in this life, sources of of pleasure, sources of substances, sources of status. We find ourselves going after things in life that will not fulfill us, but will only leave us empty. And Jabez called upon the name of the Lord. And he didn't just call upon any name or any God. He called on the God of Israel. He specifically reached out with his heart to the God of Israel. So he, he was focused. He, he knew from where the blessing could come. He reached out to the source, the only source for real blessing. He reached out to God. James chapter 1 verse 17 says that every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father. Every good gift comes from God. Now, what we list as good and what God lists as good may be two different things. I may think that something that brings pleasure to me, and brings a privilege to me, something that raises my pride, may be good for me, but God recognizes some of those things aren't good for us. God knows what is the very best for you and he gives us the good gifts from heaven. So we see that Jabez understood that and Jabez reached out to God and he called upon God because he wanted God's blessing. Jabez believed that God was the source of blessing and Jabez reached out to God. God's blessing may not always be what we call out for. I remember, I have to make it personal. I remember when God saved me. I remember the day that I was sitting in my chair. I remember the words that I said to God. I remember the setting. I remember God working in my life for the period of time that led up to the moment that I said, you know what, I've made a, I've made a mess of my life. I, I cannot continue down this road. I want to I live for Jesus. I want to I be a part of the blessing that I read about in the Bible. I, wanna, I want Him to take over. I want Him to have my life. I remember crying out to God for those blessings. I remember that I, I, I didn't know what that would mean. I remember saying to God these words, Lord, I've lived 31 years of my life for me. If you'll give me life and breath tomorrow, I'll live it for you as honest, as I can be with you today, those are the words I said, and this is what I said to follow that. I look back on it, it's great words. I didn't know how good they were at the moment, but I said this. I said, Lord, I have no idea what I just said. I have no clue what that means. What I did was total surrender, and what God God's asked of every one of us is to be men and women who are totally surrendered to Him. says, Lord, I've lived my life, I've done my thing, I want to no longer do my thing, I want to do your thing, so I give you my life. And I ask you, Lord, to take over right now, no matter what that means. I had absolutely no inkling that I would be the pastor of any church or ever be a preacher. It scared the bejesus out of me to stand in front of anybody, much less a congregation. And I have come to love what God called me to. I missed with the, being with the people. But I know there'll be a time when we get back together. But God, the blessing that God gives may not always be what you think it should be. And Jabez says in his text there, in the words that God raises, he says Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. He says Jabez called on God, verse 10, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed. He knew where the blessing came from. He called upon God to bless him. And Jabez desired for God... To use him to have a large impact. We see that he says there not only, Oh, that you would bless me indeed, and he says, Enlarge my border. I don't believe Jabez was looking for the pride of more land. And and more success, I believe fully in my heart that God's elevating this out of the text to reveal to us that Jabez was a man who said, bless me God, I want your blessing, not my blessing, I don't want the world's blessing, I want your blessing, I don't want any God, I want you as God in my life, and I want you to use me. I want you to use me for your glory. I want you to expand the borders. I want you to use me limitlessly in this world. I want you to carry me wherever you want me to be carried. I don't have a zip code, God. I don't have a defined region. I want to be used by you. Jabez recognized he was a big God. He was asking, enlarge my borders. Use me for your glory. Do with me what you would have done with my life. We all, every one of us has influence over people. I've got influence over people. You've got influence over people. Somebody is always watching your life. It may be a little kid. It may be a senior adult. But somebody is watching your life. They want to see how you respond, how you're living. There are people in this world that are watching to see how you'll handle the circumstances that are in your life and whether you do it for the glory of God. If you say you are a Christian... There are people who will t- they'll test that. They'll look to see how the Christian responds. And they'll emulate that in their own lives. I pray that if I'm the only scripture that somebody ever sees, that I would live my life so as they could live theirs and bring glory to God. I don't always do that. I fail at that, and you do too. But I've got a God of grace and mercy. And I, I yield my life to him every day. And that's what we should do. Jabez is saying, enlarge my borders. Use me for your glory. And, and this is the, the, the capstone of it all. I believe he's saying, bless me indeed. Enlarge my borders that your hand might be with me. Jabez wants the hand of God on his life. Do you see that? I mean, he wants the hand of God. I'm telling you. There are many people that want the blessing of God without the the surrender. They they want God to bless them, but they don't want to surrender. Lord, bless me, but let me live however I want to. You can't have your cake and eat it too. I mean, you either yield your life to God and let Him be the Lord of your life, and you do what God's called you to do, and and, and you live under His authority, and then you receive His blessing, or you live on your own authority, and, and whatever comes good of you is good of you, but it's not good of God. So here we see that that Jabez says, man, I want you, God, to have your hand on me. I want God to be able to look at my life. I want God to be able to look at your life. I want him to be able to look on what you're doing, see what you're doing, see how you're living. And I want him to be proud of you. I want him to, to say, that's my boy. That's my girl. Look at him grow. Look at him grow. I want that to happen as a pastor. The shepherd, the under-shepherd of the Lord Jesus Christ of the flock, I want him to be proud of you. And through the preaching and proclamation of his word, through the surrender of the people to him and his word, we can achieve that. So we see that Jabez says, Lord, I want your hand on me. I want you to be the Lord of my life. I want you to have complete control. I want you to guide me. I don't want to guide me. I've caused enough pain in my life. I've experienced enough pain in my life. I know that if you guide me, the pain won't be the same. My life won't be lived making a mess. My life will be lived being redeemed, restored. And that's what we should all want in our life. Though Jabez had a very painful beginning, he had a very profitable ending. You can just see that from this text. He's a man who said, Lord... Bless me indeed. You're the source of blessing. Bless me. Enlarge my territory. Use me for your glory. I surrender my life to you. You're the one. I want your hand upon me because I've lived with pain. I know what that's like. I want to live with blessing. I want to live in profit for you. I want to do what you've called me to do. So Jabez desired God to take the pain of the past and have the presence of God in his life. That is it right there. If you can grasp what I'm saying, we should all long for God to take the pain of the past or even the present. God, take the pain of the present. Take the pain of the past. But don't just replace it so I can feel better and and things be better. Lord, I want your presence. I want your hand upon me. I want to be used by you. I'll know that when I surrender my life, I'm inching towards being the man or the woman you've called me to be. I'm becoming more in your image every day when I say, Lord, use me. So we, we see Jabez coming from the pain of the past to the powerful presence of God in his life. I'm telling you, there's nothing like the presence of God when He just comes into your life, when He fills your life. Jabez understood that, and Jabez desired the presence of God. So let me ask you: Do you do you desire the presence of God? Do you long for God to inhabit your life, take control of your life, be the authority in your life, guide your life, carry you from the pain? To his presence—is that what you desire in your life? I learned that from Jabez as I think through the life of Jabez. Now I must say, I could I could spend the whole time we have together talking about Jabez. Many people have spent long sermons on Jabez, but I was reading, and as Jabez was on my heart and mind, God connected psalm 84 in my life so i want to flip over to psalm 84 i want to read a little bit about that text what an interesting text it is it's a it is entitled longing for the temple worship i'm just telling you as i was reading this week that got me right there i'm like i'm longing for the worship i'm longing for us to be able to come back together I'm longing for us to be able to worship God together. There's some other things that go along with that I want to talk about this morning. Just just not just getting back together to worship God, but our lives having been shaped by what we've been through. I want to read Psalm 84 to you. Let's break it up. First four, first four verses we'll read first. It says, verse 1. How lovely are your dwelling places, O Lord of hosts! My soul longed and even yearned for the courts of the Lord my heart and my flesh sing for joy to the living God the bird also has found a house and the swallow a nest for herself where she may lay her young even your altars O Lord of hosts my king and my God how blessed are those who dwell in your house they are ever praising you the psalmist recognizes the value of worshiping God the value of being in the presence of God and praising God the psalmist gets that and and these are I got to tell you the psalm is written by the sons of Korah so that that's interesting that's important for us to grasp it's a it's a longing for the temple worship for the choir director and and it's a psalm of the son of Korah what does that mean to us The sons of Korah longed for the presence of God. They they understood the pain of the past and they longed for the presence of God. Now, it helps if we get this, what he says here in verse 2. My soul longed and even yearned for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh seen. That's the inner and the outer man. My heart and my flesh seen. I've been a part of it. Maybe you have too. I've been a part of times when I just didn't feel like worshiping. You ever been there? Like your life was in turmoil. Your day was kind of in a wreck. Uh, You'd had some tests in your life. You'd you'd been through some struggles. You'd you'd experienced some pain and you just really didn't have it in you to worship. I've been there. I, I imagine most of us have been there. When the Flesh worships without the heart, it's empty. It's devoid of anything that's going to bring praise to God. But when the heart longs, when the heart longs to worship God, then the flesh responds in worship. So they come together, but when it's just the flesh, it's superficial, it's it's fake. I mean, I've I've been there where you just kind of fake it till you make it, you know? And and I'm going to tell you, you can't do that. But when we get our heart with Jesus, when we, when we turn to the Lord, when we say, God, I need you, I need your presence, we earnestly seek him. 1 Chronicles 29 tells us, if we seek him, we'll find him. So when we seek him, we'll go after him, then the presence of God is our desire. The pain of our current situation or the pain of our past begins to diminish in his presence. The sons of Korah, they were really interested in worshiping God. And the way we understand this more is we jump back to Numbers chapter 16. Maybe later today you can read Numbers 16 and see the setting that set the tone for these sons of Korah. See their daddy, he, he came before God and he denied the the authority. He, he rejected the leadership of Moses and Aaron. He, he didn't want them to be in leadership. He didn't see The validity of their ministry. And and he challenged them. God brought an end to his life. He opened up the earth. And Korah and 250 men that day were sucked into the earth. And the earth closed around them. The sons of Korah understood, they were of, of the line of the priests that would serve in the temple. And they understood the value of being right before God. They understood that, that was a painful experience to watch the opposition lead out against, and that be their dad, lead out in this way and then die. They understood the value of worshiping God, the, the presence and the power of God, and worshiping the true God. They, they sought God. They did not take for granted the privilege of worship it was in their heart not just their flesh it was in their heart they wanted to worship God and and we see that their desire led them to understand it was a privilege they said how lovely are your dwelling places O Lord of Hosts they saw the dwelling place the place where the Lord lived how how beautiful that was how lovely how awesome it was their soul longed for it their heart and their flesh sing for joy talks about the birds, that, that, how, how cool it is for a bird to even make a nest in the presence of God. And, and they get to be there singing. What a, what a joy that must be. They saw the presence of God as being very valuable. Though, though we can worship in any place. There are multiple avenues for me to worship. I don't don't have to be in the church. And and let's just understand, I am the church. You are the church. We are the body of the living God. So wherever we are, the church is. This is a building. God will not be contained by a building made by human hands. He is much larger than this, of course. We know that. So wherever we are, we can find a place of worship, no doubt. And it should be in our hearts. It should be a daily move for us to long to worship God. We should be seeking Him with our life. We Knowing that the presence of God takes care of the pain of our past or our present, that the very presence of God is a comforting, it is an encouraging, it is a peaceful place to be. We should seek out worship, not just when we get together on Sunday. I've said it before in sermons when we talk about worship. If you wait to worship until Sunday and you come in here and you expect the church to fire up your worship, it probably will not happen. Uh, chances are it will be limited at best. But when you have prepared your heart longing for God, seeking Him, and you've longed for that presence, you've been seeking hard after Him, then through the week you've made an opportunity to worship God and find a place to worship God. Then when you come into the presence of God with the other believers, which this is what we do on most Sundays in normal circumstances, we come together collectively, corporately to worship a risen Savior, and it should be fired up within us. Our Our hearts should long for Him, our flesh should yearn for Him, and we should come together excited about worship. It shouldn't just be a flesh thing, it should be a heart thing that drives the flesh. And the sons of Korah knew the value of true worship before God. They longed for it. They longed to be in His presence. I want to read a little further in this text, because there are certain times in our life that should remind us of the value of worship. We see here in verse 5, How blessed is the man whose strength is in you, in whose heart are the highways to Zion. Passing through the valley of Baca, they make it a spring. The early rain also covers it with blessing. They go from strength to strength. Every one of them appears before the God in Zion. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God, of Jacob. Now, in the reading of that, I can just go right past something that was very important there. We, we see that the sons of Korah want to be in the presence of God. We, we get that. They long for that presence. They, they understand the value of being in the presence of God. But there's a word there, and that word is Baca, B-A-C-A, and that, that Hebrew word, is is a very ex- interesting word to me. I, I got really excited when I studied that word. What it means is it means balsam tree. You say, well, that ain't very exciting. It's just a tree. But this tree's exciting. It w- it, it would leak sap, a balsam tree, leaks sap as if it is weeping, as, as if it's got tears dropping from it. That's pretty cool. So he says, Hey, get this now, he says, the valley of Baca, where is that? Is that on a map? That's not on a map. We can't find that on a map. But what we can see is that the balsam tree weeps. And, and it, the valley of the weeping balsam tree is kind of a, a valley of hopelessness, a valley valley of helplessness. And we can all get there at times in our life where we experience a valley of hopelessness or helplessness. We feel helpless in our situation. We feel that there's no hope for our situation. And just being real, we can all get there. Every one of us can find ourselves in a place where we feel helpless and hopeless. The sons of Korah, they understood the valley of Baca. They really did. And and they understood, and I understand even today, how the loss of a loved one can bring us in the valley of Baca. How loss of a job can bring us to the valley of Baca. How a... A, a place in life where we're estranged in a relationship, where we're at odds with one another, can bring us to a valley of Baca. We, we get that. We understand that it can be very hard. COVID-19 has carried many people into a valley of Baca. It, it's brought them to a place of despair, brought them to a place of uncertainty, brought them to a place of hopelessness or helplessness. I just want you to understand that though it is a challenging valley, there is a redeeming God. He loves us, longs for us, wants to be in our presence, wants to walk with us, wants to journey with us, wants us to long for him. And, and we see that there's two ways you can go through this valley. See, the psalmist here says passing through the valley of Baca, they make it a spring. It's what you make of it. It is truly your challenge is what you make of. If you if you set your sights on Jesus and recognize the hope that comes from him, recognize the presence of the Lord changes everything, and and that it's not just it's not just all humdrum, gloom, and doom. It is there's something good happening here. And no matter what your situation is, God has He's working. Your your test becomes your testimony. your trial becomes your triumph. I mean, we have an opportunity to rise from where we are. and It's how you get through the valley. Make it a spring, they say. And it's a wellspring of God moving in their life. So we have the opportunity going through the valley to find a deeper relationship with the Lord. It's what you make of it. Now, they say also in that text, they, say they go from strength to strength, verse 7. They go from strength to strength. Now, if you enter the Valley of Baca walking with the Lord Jesus as your Savior, your Redeemer, your stronghold, your point of reference, then when you go through the Valley of Baca, there's a different perspective, and you can come out strong. See, everything we go through should make us stronger. It should reveal to us more of the love of God and how God's working in our life and how He wants to work further in our life. The heart should desire to turn from the pains of the past to seek the blessings of the future. And, and in that text, it also says, "God is our source in, of strength and hope, and He is our our shield and our son. And He gives grace, and it's for His glory." So we got to ask ourselves the question: Do we trust God to carry us through the valley of weeping, the valley of uncertainty? The valley of struggle. And while we're in the valley, what are we longing for? Some people just longing to get out. Man, get me back where I used to be. I just want something normal in my life. I don't know that I want what I used to have. I don't know that I want to go back to the way things were. You know, there's a lot to be learned by our situation. And, and the valley we go through changes us. It transforms us. It, it brings new meaning to our life. I've, I've been a, in the farming industry most of my life, and I've, I've dealt with agriculture for many years. I've learned something, though. And it's so simple, but the greatest growth comes in the valley. It, very rarely do we see the mountaintops planted with, an agricultural crop. But in the valley, the rich valley is where we see things grown. That's where they grow. That's where the produce is. I love to go from strength to strength. I love the mountaintop to the mountaintop. But there's an experience that we must grasp and understand while we're in the valley. There's some opportunity for us to learn. Verse 9 says, Behold our shield, O God, and look upon the face of your anointed, for a day in your courts is better than a thousand outside. I would rather stand at the threshold of the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. Can you hear the sons of Korah talking now? I mean, that they understood the tents of wickedness that stood against Moses and Aaron and God. They understood that to be in their, their lineage. And they said, I'd rather spend a day in your courts. It's better than a thousand outside. I'd rather stand at the threshold ...of the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. That should be the heart of every single person. I'd rather be in the presence of God. I I long for the presence of God. I need the presence of God in my life. That should be our, our heart yearning for Him. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord gives grace and glory. No good thing does He withhold from those who walk uprightly. I want to read that again. No good thing does He withhold... From those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, how blessed is the man who trusts in you. Let me ask you a question. Do you trust in God? Are you trusting in him with your life? Are you marked in the valley right now? No matter what your circumstance is. No matter what your past pain is. No matter what your present pain is. The situation is marked by the presence of God. And, And though it may seem very difficult, very dim you know that God will see you through this, the very presence of God. Jabez came from a past marked by pain, but he desired God, and God granted him his request. The sons of Korah came from a difficult past and understood that walking through the valley was what, what it was all about. They, they understood it. They, they pointed their life towards worshiping God, and as they worshiped God, they experienced his blessing. God is the only one who can redeem your past. God is the only one that can can fix the situation. The way to turn it all around is to do what Jabez did and cry out to God. And have a longing within your heart as the sons of Korah did for the presence of God. We need to make a change in our life. Not just physically. Not just, I'm going to do this physically. I'm going to... Do something outwardly to prove to my family or prove to myself that I'm, I'm in the right place. No, but we do something in our heart and yield our life to Jesus. We can learn from Scripture that God wants to relate to us. God is a relational God. God is a loving God. He longs for us. He longs to have a relationship with us. I think, I think really and truly we need to slow the pace and put God in the right place. We've all experienced a slowdown. Uh, Different for every person depending on where you work, what you do, where you live. I get it. It's different, but we need to slow the pace and make sure God's in the right place. We're going through the valley. Where's our focus? Do we desire him in our heart, in our flesh? Are we longing for him? Are we like Jabez saying, man, I, I come out of pain Let me just say, I want to come into the presence of God. I I want my present reality to be shaped by the presence of God. And is that a longing in your heart? Leaving the valley could be different for all of us. I, I want to encourage you, it's not necessary for us to go back to the way things always were. Implementing change is not a bad deal. Especially if we slow down enough to realize that God... God is where our focus should be. I think most of us in this world, maybe not you. I'll speak about me. I believe most of us, though, were running so fast in life that we were overlooking what's really important. Time with family, more time in the Word, more sensitive to the leadership of the Lord in our life, more willing to surrender. I believe that's what these times are about. I really believe there. though though it may be something very physical that's caused this, I believe there's an opportunity for us to gain ground spiritually in this process. I I believe there's a time now where we're in the valley of of Abaca, and and it's tough and it's a difficult place. But we can go the rest of our life from strength to strength. We can leave the pain of the past the pain of the present as Jabez did, as the sons of Korah did. We can focus our life on the presence of God And I just want to tell you, that's afforded to you today because Jesus Christ died on the cross at Calvary to save you from your sins. There's nothing you've done, nothing I've done, that would distance us from the love of God if we would cry out to him and let him change our current situation by his presence in our life, being the Lord and Savior of our life. Scripture says, all that call upon my name shall be saved. We can call on Jesus and our life be changed. Let me pray for you. Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for leading us. Thank you for this text. moving our hearts. Let us respond to you right now. Amen. Hey, the praise band's coming on the stage right now, and I know this is the time that the the staff tells me that a lot of people click off. They're like, okay, time to leave. He said amen. I'm good. Let me just ask you to hang on just for a few minutes because this is the time where you can respond this is your response to god's word so an invitation for you to in your heart and your mind pray you can listen to the song you can sing the song with us this morning but the most important thing that you could do is respond god's desiring to be present in your life right now in a greater way than he has in the past so will you let him Will you let that presence grow in your life? Will you come out of this valley going from strength to strength? Or will you find yourself weaker because you didn't let him be Lord of your life? Let me invite you to make a decision today. I'll be back in a moment with some concluding thoughts.
1: Sing with us.
2: Light of the world, you step down into darkness. Amen.
0: Good to be with you this morning. And uh, we look forward to uh, the days when we'll be able to come back together. We know that that will not be very much longer. I don't know exactly how long, but we are working on that as a church right now. And we will be informing you soon of uh, various ways and media to let you know when we'll be coming back together as a church. Glad to know that uh, things are getting better in our world. But as we leave this current time, let us not leave without reflecting on our life and how we can walk closer to Jesus. We just sang that song, I'll never know how much it costs. And I'll never know, I'll never experience the weight of my sin on that, that I did because I won't have to pay for that. I, it's a debt I can't pay anyhow, but I have the free gift of Jesus and he's offering you the free gift of life as well to forgive you of your sin and save you i pray that uh, your life has been touched this morning if we can assist you in any way as a staff please call us reach out to us by uh, forms of social media or by email we'd love to uh to connect with you we'll call you back we'll talk with you however we can be a part of your life we long to do that god bless you and have an awesome rest of this sunday i pray I had your protection over you this week that you have a great week Look forward to joining again when we can. Father, thank you again for this day. Lord, thank you for the blessing of life. Thank you, God, for all you're doing in our lives. Thank you for your word. Lord, as we read your word this week, may it speak into our hearts. May we be receptive to your word. May it bring change into our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have an awesome week.
2: was buried beneath my shame. Who could care